welcome, ladies, germs, and people of all genders to the Ah! Real Films podcast, where two siblings discuss horror films based on a theme. My name is Texas Chainsaw Taylor, and my co-host is... Uh, Candyman Curtis. Whoa, that's a good one. Um, well, the reason why we... we spoiler some, alert, sorry. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, we went with two uh, classic names today because our theme today is Movies I Missed. Mm-hmm. And these are famous horror films that we missed that we haven't ever seen before. Um, and I really... This was my week, so if you like this episode, smash that like button Ooh, for Taylor. Damn. Um, I wanted to do this episode because as we got into this podcast, we started watching a lot of horror films, obviously. So we had stuff to talk about. We started watching a lot of new horror films. We started watching a lot of horror films based on, you know, very specific themes. And I still hadn't seen, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I started kind of feeling like, not kind of like a fake, you know, because I'm not fake. I'm, like, real, real. But I started feeling like there's all these films that I, I haven't seen and I, when will I get the chance to watch them? So I just wanted to make an episode, you know, for that. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with movies I missed. There's really, like, not a lot to say about the topic yeah. itself. Yeah. Because um, it's not theme-based. But we are going to have kind of a fun episode today. The past few weeks have been very busy over here at Ah Real Films. Very research-intensive, for sure, very, for both of us. Yeah, very very research intensive. We have a lot of stuff going on on the back end that we're going to get into during this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that'll be exciting for y'all. So uh, we are going to get into the topic pretty shortly here. But we also have a few other announcements and things that we want to discuss first. So Curtis, I don't know if you wanted to start us off with that. Sure, sure. And uh, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the last um, regular episode... We have a new theme song, as I'm sure, um, you know, I really don't need to tell you that. You could probably, anybody who's listened to more than one episode will know that we have a new theme song. But um, I, I gave him a shout out real quick at um, real, um, oh boy, I'm really flubbing this one. I gave him a shout out real quick at the beginning of uh, last episode. Um, but I just wanted to say again, thank you to Nemeki and Silk, who is a longtime childhood friend of ours. He is a rapper um, and producer just a really talented dude he's a photographer as well um on the in the last episode um again i gave his name in the show notes we put his um you know social media his twitter his instagram we'll do that again in the show notes here but uh please support him follow him um like his stuff he has a new single that came out june 1st called boba t with a very slickly produced video <laughs> it looks awesome love it um like some boba tea exactly i get the song is still stuck in my head two <laughs> yeah. weeks later but um just huge thank you to him and we've gotten so much great support from friends we um had An- angel did our um logo as as you all know she was had an episode with her where we discussed uh nick cage vampires kiss but uh we're just very thankful to our friends who have helped us out um, with some of the stuff we are not uh creatively talented people um i would say Mm-mm. uh not art- i wouldn't say we're neither one of us is very artistically minded. yes taylor is of course a star in the theater and well, I, yes. I am i'm a thespian and i am a talented and energetic leader of many bands in the past but <laughs> um actually probably shouldn't say leader because i did very little <laughs> compared to my bandmates but um yeah so i led them they needed to be led <laughs> and i stepped into that position yes uh that is not accurate at all but um 
Anyway, thank you again to Namekian So He's just incredibly talented dude. And um, hope you guys, if you have any feedback on our new song, basically, if you think the song is great, tell us. If you don't, um, just unfollow shut us. Shut your damn mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was a little bit long. Taylor, uh, I know no. you, we have some other int- uh, news that we want to give the listeners as well. Yeah. And I just want to plug again, the episode should have dropped about a week prior to this episode, but we did interview Tim O'Leary, who, and uh, he talked about his new web series called Demon Hunter, um, which is still being fundraised for. The fundraiser might have closed by the time this episode um, drops, but you can find all of the information about Demon Hunter in the show show notes for this episode, as well as in the show notes for our interview with him. Um, We had a lot of fun talking to him, and we are so supportive of the Demon Hunter project. It's basically going to be a show that is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but with a more diverse cast in terms of... um, in terms of LGBTQ people and in terms of people of color. And so, you know, we talk about diversity all the time in horror, and we were so, so pleased to be able to talk with someone who's um, working with this type of project, and we're very excited to uh, start watching it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if, if that sounds like something you're interested in, please follow Demon Hunter's social media, uh, contribute to their campaign, and show your support because that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of stuff I want to see coming out of horror, and I think it sounds really fun, and I'm really excited Absolutely. about that. And as we've talked in the past, we really want to put our money and effort where our mouths are. We talk about this kind of stuff all the time, so we're really glad that um, Tim reached out to us, and we're really glad to be able to do this, especially during uh, Pride Month. So, um, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview and hopefully you'll at least, you know, follow and um, support them on their social medias. And if you can, uh, drop them a few bucks. Uh, if Again, I, I, off the top of my head, I don't know when this episode is dropping, but the interview um, I know dropped well before their fundraising uh, closed, but it closes on July 4th, which I believe is maybe the day after this episode drops. So if you're yeah. listening to this on July 3rd, Go yeah. make sure you, if you're intended to go to make sure you do <laughs> You that have now. 24 more hours. Exactly. Um, exactly. Sorry, and I just also wanted to quickly say that's Demon Hunter, one word, Hunter without the E. So mm. D-E-M-O-N-H-U-N-T-R, Demon Hunter. Absolutely. And one final thing, and then before we jump into our topic here, as we will post about and will be available in the show notes, we're doing a little giveaway um, we wanted to do something just to kind of engage with people more and put ourselves out there. And we thought, you know, what's a good, better way to put yourselves out there than offer to give away free stuff, right? So everyone loves free. Everybody shit. loves free shit. So um, I was thinking, you know, it'd be a great idea to kind of give away a movie that you and I both like that we covered in a previous episode that we both like. So we are giving away a free copy of the movie Pulse um, or Cairo on dvd it is an arrow dvd so very high quality awesome cover awesome artwork awesome notes inside if you want an opportunity to win that you have two opportunities to be put in the sweepstakes to win this dvd um one is you can write us a review and if you've already written us a review just send us an email and be like look i wrote this review and i'm interested in being put in another way and it Another way to be put into the sweepstakes is to just uh, like and retweet or like and share, depending on which account you're using, um, our post about the sweepstakes. We'll, we'll, when this episode comes out, we're going to post about our uh, sweepstakes 
And just make sure you like and share that. Or on Instagram, I think we're going to say like and comment, right? Because you can't share. Like and comment. Like and comment. On Twitter, like and uh, retweet. You can do both of those. So if you want to be put in twice, you can write us a review on uh, iTunes or on the podcast app, excuse me. And if you want to go in for a second time, do the social media thing. Now, you, you, you can, it'd be great if you did both Instagram and Twitter, but you're only going to get one if you do one or the other or both. Or, but anyway, if you're interested in winning a copy of this Pulse DVD, again, it's uh, the release by Arrow, so it's very high quality. I'm a huge fan of Arrow DVDs, um, probably my favorite company right now. And you can see what that looks like when we post it on show social media, and we'll um, have a little thing in the show notes about that. These show notes are going to be fat with a ph that's yes, for sure they're gonna be litty yeah um and just to clarify from the time this episode drops everyone has two weeks so from about july 4th to two weeks from july 4th i didn't <laughs> look the date up um you have time 18th. you have time to july 18th yes. probably yeah. july 4th to july 18th you can leave us a review or you can like and retweet on twitter or like and comment on instagram and from that, we'll put all of the names, all of the handles, uh, if you will, in a hat. And we will uh, draw one randomly from the hat. And if you recognize your handle, just shoot us an email. Be like, hey, that's my handle. And then we can get in touch about how to get the DVD over to you. So, yeah, I'm really, um, I'm really excited about this giveaway because Pulse was a really cool movie that we covered in our J-Horror episode that we both really, really liked. And one that I feel like is probably not quite as famous and so hopefully if that movie interested you well now you have the potential to own it Mm -hmm. so i think those are all of our big announcements for the week so before we get into movies i missed and i'll explain how that uh section of the episode will go after we get into curtis what you drinking this week so this week i'm going to your former neck of the woods sarasota florida beautiful Sarasota. Sarah Scrotum. That's what every all the cool kids called it. Uh, you know, people used. To, I don't. I'm sure you know this as being a Tallahassee resident for a few years, but we used to call it Tallahassee. Uh, oh yeah. Or the nasty. <laughs> anyway, um, way sidetracked. Way too much already. This episode. I'm drinking Conk Republic's Key Lime Weed Ale, which um, you know I'm usually not a huge fan of like lighter beers, but I've been really into it lately because it's been just you know hot as the devil's. Uh, scrotum or balsa nice. as his hair his Sarah scrotum. yeah his Sarah scrotum yeah sorry <laughs> I, my brain is I have already had too many of these today uh, but anyway um, it's very good I love key lime shit um, and I don't really have too much else to say about it I've just been down in these things all day today that's litty yeah. that's litty um, well I'm actually drinking two things number one for all my wow. vegans out there <laughs> okay you interrupted me for all my vegans out there <laughs> Um, I'm drinking some Califia Farms. I love their products. Um, I'm drinking their cold brew iced coffee. It tastes like caramel. I don't actually think it says caramel on the thing, but it's very good. And also has the distinction of having our decidedly not vegan little sister producer Natalie's stamp of approval. She also liked this beverage. Yes. Um, Because I'm very tired. I... Had an extremely long week at work, and then I woke up at 6.30 a.m. to go walk some dogs. Um, 
I just don't know how to stop. So that's kind of my life. Mm-hmm. And then kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, I picked up at TJ's uh, just some delicious, delicious red wine. Mm-hmm. I was going to describe it to you, but I don't know enough about wine. Yeah. It's like a red blend. I'm and it would just I don't it, drink wine, so, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I, it's like it's from Spain. I don't know. I'm go. like, I like tried to do this thing where I tried to learn about wine um, and it was very hard. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, I'm just going to like drink wine from one country at a time so like every month i try to drink wine just from like one country basically and i'm on my spain month oh, okay. so and it was on that's yeah, not a terrible was, idea yeah so um it's pretty good i did argentina one month mm. and that was a fun that was a spicy month mm, nice nice <laughs> but all right so now that we got i feel like god would spend so busy with the news yeah. uh i was so going to interject just stuff. a little bit when you're talking about the drinking just because wine and coffee is quite a combination your heart is just yeah. going to be screaming after that <laughs> <laughs> well i'm like trying to stay awake but i'm also trying to chill which is like the story of my life mm-hmm. so yeah. um so yeah Let's get into the kind of the meat of the episode. Movies I missed. This is going to be one of a Aureal Films classic combo of list episode slash guessing game episode, mm. which is something I just love to do. I love to be like, okay, try to guess this. <laughs> and um, so I forced Curtis into that with me. And we're going to basically, we each have three films and we're going to go back and forth. And we are going to give each other three clues about the film and try to see if the other person can guess it. And what's more, we are moving from probably least shocking that you haven't seen it yet to most shocking that you haven't Mm. seen it yet. So, like, least shocking would be, like, oh, like, this found footage film. Like, that's kind of shocking because I love found footage. But, like, most shocking was, like, when I told Curtis I hadn't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet, like, a year ago. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong? That's potentially the most (laughs) shocking movie possible right I mean. <laughs> to have not seen yeah. yeah um i don't know i actually think i have i have one that might beat that but um Jesus. so i guess without further ado i feel like no more explanation is needed curtis uh you can go first movies sure. i missed sure let me give you three clues then okay clue number one vampires mm. all right wait you have to give me all three clues At the, uh, I, I just want to okay. i'm gonna give you a second to see if you can guess based on that vampires is very general you can't really guess on that yeah okay number two Corey. Um, uh, Lost Boys. Correct. You got it. You oh, got my it. God. Yes. Lost, classical <laughs> Lost Boys. The 80s classic Lost Boys uh, starring Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, and some other losers. Not uh, named Corey. Not named Corey. Have you seen Lost Boys before, Taylor? Okay. I actually haven't seen Lost Boys before. Yeah. I was yeah. afraid. So I'll give you a little idea of how I did this. Uh, I... To figure out what movies I hadn't seen, because it's really kind of hard to, like, it's kind of like proving a negative. Like, you have to think, okay, what haven't I seen? And I was, like, going through the list of movies that I hadn't seen in my head. And I was like, no, I've seen that. No, I've seen that. So I went through about, like, three or four top 100, just general top 100 horror movies of all time. And I went from, like, you know, number one up to figure out which ones I had missed. And that's kind of how... Like, I kind of aggregated that and selected them that way. And somehow Lost Boys was one of the higher-rated films that i had not seen and um for let's get this out of the way this is you know i think people think of lost boys more as kind of like a teen teeny because of the two Corys, of course (laughs) and also the main character uh is also like a heartthrob could have been taken right out of like cinderella or one of those other hair bands from the 80s but this is a true i thought you meant cinderella with chad michael murray and hillary duff like he was a Chad Michael Murray type. Well, actually, kind of is yeah. a Chad Michael Murray type. And yeah, you have to excuse me. I didn't, you know, for these individual movies, um, 
I didn't do as much research as I normally do. So I only remember the two Corys in terms of (laughs) who the actors are. But um, a lot of people think, perceive this movie as kind of like um, a Tiger Beat, like teeny bopper type movie. But it really is quite a strong horror movie, especially in like the last 30 minutes. And personally, I mean, I've talked about this before on on the podcast, but I really enjoy kind of like teen dramas. 30 Going on 30, Bring It On. Basically all the films that were in the Ariana Grande, thank you, next video. Oh, Love Mean 100%. Girls. Mean Girls, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, 10 Things I Hate About You, things like that. So I loved the part of The Last Boys that was kind of a teen drama, but it quickly does go into like you're meeting The Last Boys, which I didn't know Kiefer Sutherland was one of The Last Boys until I watched this film, uh, which is very weird because I just know him as the dude from uh, 24. With or, a, like a really deep voice. Yeah. yeah, the voice of Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid 5. But <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I won't say, you know, it's a classic to me. I know on Horror Movie Podcast, the host Josh, it's one of his three favorite films. I It's not that. It's about a 7, 7.5 for me. But I really enjoyed this movie, and I thought the horror aspects of it were really strong in the last 20 minutes, especially when there's kind of a confrontate, confrontation between the vampires and the people who don't want to be vampires. And Corey Feldman as like a vampire killer is really, really funny, like really great comic <laughs> relief. Um, him and uh, Corey Haim and, and Corey Feldman's the brother in the film are really funny. Um, but there's a lot of gore in this film. I was surprised. I looked at the back of the box. It actually is rated R. But overall, I think it's a really worthwhile movie. And if you know, if you watch this one as like a teen or a kid and you want to revisit it, it really, I think it probably will hold up for you. So that's my first movie I missed. Well, now, you know, for some reason, when I came up with this topic, I like assumed that all of the movies you picked, I would have seen and all the movies I picked, you would have seen. I'm pretty sure you've seen all of mine at least. Mm. But now I feel kind of like stupid because I'm just sitting here like, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, (laughs) No, because I haven't seen. Well, there's like a lot. I feel like a lot of um, horror podcasts that you and I listen to or even um, like stuff I read online. A lot of those people and I'm not trying to be like, I'm so young and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of those people grew up in the 80s and you and I grew up in the 90s. And there are a lot of those like 80s classics that like I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Lost Boys is one of them. And to be honest, like, nothing about it really pulls me in and, and maybe be like, oh, my God, I need to see that. But now I feel like, okay, I, I'm going to be the only person who's never seen Lost Boys. So not it's totally to worth it. it. I, I mean, it didn't blow me away or anything, but I know you like teen stuff and, True. you know, vampires. And I like vampires. I yeah, do like you'll vampires. be into it. So I definitely yeah. say check it out. Okay, my first one. Okay, I'm going from... So I'm gonna like I'm gonna try to let you guess I guess yeah, at yeah. every clue. Okay, my yeah. first clue is it's a found footage movie. Okay. Okay, it is from the 2000s. Okay. Like two two thousand to two thousand and ten. So the, the the aughts is what I'm trying to say. It's from the aughts. Yeah. Okay. My third clue is that it's the first in a series. Paranormal Activity. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that last one was going to give yeah. it away, but I was yeah. like, well, I couldn't think of anything else to say. Like, yeah. there's two people in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, paranormal, paranormal Activity. Way long ago, our third ever episode was on found footage, and you and I spent a lot of the early uh, real films era like being very defensive about our love yeah. of found footage. And always in the back of my head, I had a guilty little secret, which is that I had never seen Paranormal Activity. <laughs> that is and a again, really guilty secret, man. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of like the reason why I feel like it's the least shocking is because 
movies I missed is about, I would say, classics. You know, like mm. the movies that we're going to be discussing today are, are horror classics. And I just feel like found footage hasn't quite, except for maybe the Blair Witch, Blair Project, Witch Project, hasn't really yeah. reached the level of classics. So that's why it's like my least shocking. But for me personally, probably the most shocking just because I love found footage. Um, and yeah, Paranormal Activity, it just, you know, I think it's my thing about series i don't i'm not really into like movies that are part of a series and in fact all three of my films today and i'll give you this clue now are all part of a series oh, okay gotcha. um that was going to be a clue for all of them so you know um and I so guess technically my last two are as well i don't know yeah. if, uh, what wait lost boys had a sequel too so technically yeah. all three of mine are too yeah and i i mean like paranormal activity i know there's like probably like five of them and i was like oh my god like mm-hmm. kind of like where do you start but I'm really glad I finally saw it because I thought it was really good, really scary. Um, I really thought that it had a lot of the great, like, hallmarks of of a found footage film. Like, excuse me, like, uh, most found footage films to me are paranormal in in nature. And uh, I thought this one, it really, you know, when I saw it, I was like, okay, this makes sense. This was, like, one of the OG found footage Mm -hmm. films. And I could see in found footage films that have come after it kind of, little homages to this film and i thought this film in particular had an homage to the blair witch project which is like her body has never been found like they yeah. really tried to set it up like it was real and i yeah. love that because i feel like found footage films don't do that so much anymore like they're not trying to fool you into thinking it's real but i kind of missed that because we talked about that with the blair witch project too like it was so scary to think like oh my god this is real yeah you know um and even though watching paranormal activity i'm like obviously this isn't real but like I like that they kind of had that in, that aspect in the film. Um, and I really did, like, a lot of it was really scary to me. Like, when she's just, like, yeah. standing by the bed in the middle of the night. Yeah. That, that freaked me out. And actually, weirdly enough, uh, Justin watched this film with me. And he doesn't normally watch horror films with me. And he we went to bed that night. And then the next morning, he, like, got up. And he, like, he didn't accuse me of doing that. But he was, like... What like were you standing by my bed? I was like no, and he was like I know you were doing that to try to freak me out. I was like I wasn't, and I guess oh, he had no. had like a nightmare that I did that to him, like that I was just creepily. Standing he really by should his... not. He he <laughs> really should not be watching horror films. He's still scared by the ring, like twenty yeah. years later. <laughs> so I mean, I and it's like I I just feel like it's a great found footage film in that way. Is in that it kind of like burrows into your brain and you know like it's so realistic i think this movie's kind of like on the precipice of being a classic actually i mean i've only seen it once and it's been a few years this was another film that i had overlooked and when i started dating chanel she was like you really like horror films and you haven't seen paranormal activity so i think it's a really like you know it really like shot into the mainstream was super duper successful especially for how much it was made for and i my only regret is i never saw this in theaters because it scared the shit out of me just watching Mm -hmm. it on you know my shitty 24 inch tv (laughs) so i can't even imagine what it was like um seeing it in theaters and it's you know that scene where she's standing up like that i know the ending has gotten a lot of shit from people but i i remember really liking the ending and thinking it was creepy yeah um there's just a lot of really you know, some I feel like most movies don't get the small things right. Like they're supposed to be like small little scares. And I think my my all time favorite small scare is in The Strangers, where the guy's standing in the background. Oh uh, yeah, God, you know that's you're so you're scary. watching like the character in the foreground. He's just standing in the background. Very rarely do movies get that right. Paranormal Activity is full of small scares, like mm-hmm. what you just said. Just her standing there. It's not like in your face scary. It's just a small effective scare and that's whole movie is filled with those and i think 
it's a really good movie and i'm glad you finally got around to watching it i can see i I can see the hesitation towards wanting to jump in but um if i remember correctly i watched two and three and those were pretty good too like not as good as the first but i don't i don't know about after that but yeah i'm definitely gonna be checking those out because i do love found footage it's just i have this thing about like you know when I perceive something as a big undertaking like I remember when I first when I watched the first night nightmare in Elm Street I was like okay god now I have to watch all of these other you know it's just kind of taking that first step and so now that I'm at that point I'm like okay I'm gonna watch you know all the rest of them so yeah all right your turn so you already know my second film because um unfortunately off air it got spoiled for you do you want me to still give you like just the three clues I was gonna use yeah you can do that um and I will say like let's minimize the amount of times that we say the name of this film just for like fear of oh, okay. safety well that's the, that was gonna be the first clue actually <laughs> the first clue is make sure you don't say this movie title movie title more than at least twice the second clue was going to be bees and the third clue which is going to obviously if those didn't give it away was going to be tony todd and it's candy man bees don't say no that is that's nick cage that is a little bit different. <laughs> not the bees No, uh, Candyman. I had never seen Candyman before, and um, it had always been something kind of in the back of my head. I know it had a good reputation. Um, The thing that put me really over the edge of wanting to see this, though, was its appearance in horror noir and what they had to say about it and, like, Mm -hmm. what they had to say about what this film says about kind of, you know, race relations and, you know, uh, the projects in Chicago. That plays a prominent feature in this film. And I got to say, I... I haven't been this impressed by like a movie that I knew I, you know, like a classic movie in a very long time. Like this is maybe one of the best films I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it was incredible. Tony Todd's performance is like out of this world good. Every time he's on screen, he is just like, you think he's the greatest actor who's ever lived. And I know that's not true because I've seen him in so many other things, including Hatchet 2, where he is not as strong in Hatchet 2. Let's just put it that way. Shocking that something about the Hatchet series isn't great. (laughs) People really love the Hatchet series, including (laughs) yours truly. But the female lead in this film, like there's so much going on with this film. There's the race stuff. There's the Candyman legend. There's the like being framed for a crime you you didn't do, but wondering whether or not she really did do it. Like what's going on with Candyman? The relationship with, between her and Candyman and the fact that she resembles her his lover in a past life or like, you know, the the whole mythos of this movie is so incredible. Like the world building is incredible. The characters in the film are incredible. Even like minor characters like this kid that she goes to who um, shows her where people had seen Candyman, like this disgusting bathroom. He describes the story about this guy who about this boy who um who had an intellectual disability who got attacked by Candyman like it's so vivid the dialogue is so great I mean this movie is so effective that Chanel was like cooking dinner while I was watching this movie and like kind of half watching and there's a jump scare in it and she screamed out loud even though she was like (laughs) 20 feet away from the screen like this movie I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's the best film that I've watched all year um, out of anything I've watched. I was so blown away by it. And I, out of the three movies I watched, it maybe was the one I was expecting the least to be, you know, kind of a movie that resonated with me because the latter film we're going to talk about 
well, I won't get into it, but the the Lost Boys. Yeah, I'm don't really, give away any clues. The Lost Boys. I'm really into like teen shit, and I'm really into vampires. But this film just like blew me away. I don't think I've ever seen a horror film like this before. And uh, recently, I was listening to the uh, Horrible podcast, and one of the hosts there, Devin, said it was his favorite movie of all time. So mm. I guess I'm not the only person that thinks this. So I would highly encourage everybody out there to see this film if they haven't before. I was blown away by it. Well, I neither have I seen this film mm. all the way through. I will say, like, I have one of those weird childhood memories of seeing parts of it. And I, I can't tell if it's just because so many of the scenes are iconic and mm. I've seen a lot of the scenes. And then it's mixed with the fact that, with, you know, I watched the horror noir documentary and obviously they showed scenes from that. So I'm like, did I watch this film? But even if I have, I don't remember it at all. So I need to go, you know, watch it. Uh, that has that was actually going to be one of the films that I watched for this episode. Mm. But then for various reasons, I had to pick other ones. But if I had a fourth film, it would have been that as mm-hmm. well. So well, this I was think this was yeah. instant classic territory for me. I know I'm going to be watching this film again very soon. I, I thankfully I purchased it on DVD for this episode. I purchased all my films except my final film, which I watched on YouTube because um, it was oh, nice. free. You know, so <laughs> but um, yeah. I couldn't oh, cool. more highly recommend this one. Okay. I'm excited for... I Okay. I'm excited for my second one. Um, and I'm going to give the first clue. It's not fair because, like, you're not going to guess it from the first clue. But mm-hmm. the first clue is that I'm pretty sure that you think I've seen this film before. Okay. The way that you have talked about it in the past. Okay. So I'm about my, to be disappointed. Okay. Yes. <laughs> my second clue is that it centers around a character who is not human. Okay. And my third clue is that it has a remake. Friday the 13th? No. Do you need another clue? Um, yeah. Do you have another clue you can give me? Okay, it's from the late 80s. All right. We can cut all of this silence out, but give me like five more seconds. To no, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it all in so everyone knows that the, I'm the suspense is. I don't know. Okay, it's Child's Play. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I feel like you have talked about it. Like, I, of course, we will be covering the remake of Child's Play, a classic. I'm on this almost show. positive we had watched it together, but I think I maybe I think, had like a false memory implanted in my well, head. Well, and here's the thing like, Child's Play was very big when we were growing up because the first, or the Chucky movies were very big when we were growing up because yes. the first movie came out in like 1988 which is the year before you were born, but, like, mm-hmm. in the 90s, they were very big. You saw Chucky dolls, like, in Spencer's of and Chuckies. shit like that. Yeah. I was terrified by Chucky. Actually, exactly. I posted on uh, the Demon Hunter. They were, like, talking about childhood fears on their Twitter, and I said, mine is Chucky, and I just did a little <laughs> gif of Chucky because it's just true. I was terrified of him. Now and, I couldn't be more embarrassed of that fact, but still. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I was, you know, nine years old, and, like, I was afraid of dolls because of Taki Tina from The Twilight Zone, and so I didn't watch any Chucky movies because I thought they were going to be so scary and then it became a thing where I was an adult and I didn't want to admit to anyone that I had never <laughs> seen Child's Play because like everyone our age had seen it because it was so big you mm-hmm. know and then when the remake was announced I was like okay I really I really got to go back and watch this thing um this was another one where you know I can see why you said like 
didn't we watch this together? As I was watching it, a lot of the scenes were very familiar. So it's possible maybe it was on TV at some point and mm-hmm. I saw parts of it. Or it could have been in one of those like, you know, horror movie countdowns that used to play on VH, VH1 or whatever. The scariest movie or, moments. That one, <laughs> that one definitely <laughs> featured. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was on, you know, it was on one of those. Also, I think that was maybe on E, not VH1, but whatever. I think it was on Bravo, so, actually. Oh, Bravo. Yeah. That's right. It's on YouTube, That's... actually. I watch it. You know, every few years because it is very good. It's, actually, even it's though it's so dated fun, yeah. at this point, but well, it's dated, but it also has, the has like a lot like of twins. <laughs> yeah, it has. Well, it has a lot of like famous like horror directors and stuff yeah. in it too. So yeah, that's Guillermo why it's cool. Yeah, talking about shitting his pants. It's great stuff. Oh, is that when he said I shit my pants? Didn't he say that about Texas Chainsaw? <laughs> no, he said that about the thing. He said I almost crapped oh, my thing. pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic. Okay, anyway, let's uh, back to Child's <laughs> yeah, Play. Sorry. Um, so I finally watched Child's Play and. I'll be honest, I was, like, I really thought it was going to be kind of stupid, because I was like, oh, like, you know, it's just like a killer doll. And I don't know about the sequels, but I actually thought it was pretty scary. Like, it was pretty effective, because they don't actually show Chucky walking around too much. I think that probably, you would have been like, oh, that looks really stupid. That's a walking doll. But they don't show it too much. He plays a lot in the shadows. Um, I also really liked that, like, the whole conceit of the film is that it's so wild that a a doll is coming to life and killing people that no one believes the kid and then no one believes the mom. Like, I thought that was really effective rather than just being like, this doll's killing everybody, you know? Um, And again, I don't know what happens in the sequels. I'm sure it devolves into that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually thought it was, like, pretty scary, especially someone who's kind of afraid of dolls. I was like, this movie's pretty freaky. Like, it's not one of those things I'm going to, like, wake up in the middle of the night and be, like, terrified of Chucky the way I am about being terrified about being turned into a human centipede but like you know i actually i thought it was pretty clever and the trailer that i watched for the remake um i i know this is controversial because a lot of people are like i don't give a shit about this remake it looks stupid i actually thought it looked pretty cool because they're bringing it into the 21st century about like you know there's a lot more like kind of like vr or like you know video game aspect to the doll um also it stars um Aubrey Plaza as the mom mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm very much feeling that so so yeah Child's Play I'm really glad I finally got the chance to watch it I don't know if I'll go on to watch like all of the sequels to be honest like I'm not interested but you know I might I, if they're on I will say out. I have heard um that the sequels to Child's Play are actually pretty good among like those franchises that have you know Friday the 13th all those things I would say um you know I've heard good things about various sequels in this franchise for the movie itself, I honestly thought, you know, the last time I watched it was probably the first time I ever watched it all the way through, to be honest, because I probably watched it in bits and pieces when I was a kid and just, you know, had nightmarish visions <laughs> of this doll uh, slashing my ankles as I walked into bed. But um, I actually thought it was kind of boring a little bit. It, you know, I it was one of those movies where I was kind of just looking at my phone every five minutes, um, mm. except when the kills were happening. But, I mean, it's not terrible. You know, I thought it was, like, scary at parts, but... It's just, you know, it's just one yeah. of those, of the, those yeah. films. Of the three films I'm going to discuss today, it was definitely, like, my least favorite. But, you know, and I, I tend to not be the type of horror fan that's like, you have to see this. Everyone. But, yeah. like, there are those horror films, I feel like, where it's like, I can't believe you haven't seen that. You know, yeah. like, you if someone like comes up to, to me. Yeah, if someone comes up to me and they're like, I've never seen Jaws, I'm like, I'm judging you. Like, yeah, <laughs> who hasn't yeah. seen Jaws? And I, I don't, and Child's Play isn't Jaws. I'm not trying to say that. But it is one of those films, like, especially growing up in the 90s. It's like, I can't believe you haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I did, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, I'm glad you did too. And um, I'm sure we'll be watching Seed of Chucky before too long, right? <laughs> 
wrong. Okay, well, okay, fine. Okay, whatever. I'll, I'll put it up. I'll make on. an. I'll make a whole theme about Seed of Chucky then. Anyway, um, <laughs> my final one is so. I have three clues. The last two are probably going to give it away very, very clearly. Same. Okay. Um, first clue is angry dogs. Okay. It's oh, not okay. Cujo. Not Cujo, by the way. I thought about okay. doing I still haven't seen also, Cujo, by also, the way. I probably, that was what yeah. I was thinking about. You you went to Cujo for some reason. I went to the thing in like the beginning oh, when all yeah. the dogs are barking. Those are quite angry not dogs. quite dogs uh, at a certain point. But anyway, um, the second clue is Satan. All right, the Still. third clue is going to absolutely give it away. Creepy kid. Okay, no, it's angry not, dogs, no. Satan, okay. creepy kid. I don't have any other clues. I thought this would give it away clearly. You want me uh, to tell you? Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> that does not have <laughs> Satan in it, except when Harry. I, it, has Vol- his... it has Voldemort in it. Well, Harry know? does a scary face a few times in yeah. that one. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Omen. I had never seen the Omen. Oh, before. the Omen. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. My brain like was not going. Where's the... okay? It's been a long time since I've seen the Omen. Where's what's the the dog? The scary dog. Well, there's that scary dog at the beginning. Remember the um, nanny is like, oh, Damien oh. really likes this dog. It's this giant yeah. dog with red eyes. <laughs> That's um, like me with dogs. Like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So out of all of these, I watched them kind of in reverse order. The Omen was the first one that I watched of these three. And it was one, the reason I watched it, because I was like, I'm going to start off on a high note. Like, this is a classic. Everybody loves it. And, you know, it didn't quite live up to that. Like, it's not, I don't think, I think a lot of horror movies from like the 60s and 70s where your parents are like, this is the scariest thing you'll ever see yeah. in your life. It's, mom, mom definitely thinks the omen is the scariest. It really, thing, I, think. Yeah. I will say there are parts that are really effective that are creepy. They're not scary. There's the part right at the beginning where uh, Damien's first nanny um, commits suicide um, by hanging. Yeah, because she's, yeah, she's not willing to like let the, uh, invite the devil. Maybe. Yeah. Is this all for <laughs> you, Damien? That part was really cool. Um, I mean, I don't know if cool is the right word. You know, it's it really dope effective. As hell. It's really effective. And I was like, okay, I'm in. And from that point on, I really was in. There is a mystery aspect to this film. Um, so the first thing that happens in this film is that uh, the mother in the film kind of gives birth to a kid that immediately dies. And this like mysterious priest switches out the baby with, and the fa- he tells the father, like, don't, you know, just don't tell your wife. Like, it's fine. And it turns out, you know, Damien is evil like basically either the son of satan or the reincarnation of satan so a lot of this film is the dad trying to figure out is this actually true the only the major gripe i had with this film and i thought it was pretty effective throughout like the story kind of it's a two hour long movie almost but the story kind of goes along in a nice clip i was kind of confused about what the dad and his partner were doing half of the time i'm like okay they're in a cemetery i understand a dude tells them to go to a cemetery but the fuck are they actually doing they're digging up a grave but why and then when you fit when they do it you figure out why they were doing it the movie doesn't do a great job of explaining what exactly is going on in the moment that was my biggest gripe but the kills in this movie are amazing and they must have been way ahead of their time in like 1976 because there's a part where a guy gets decapitated um there's a part where someone gets like glass through their head i mean the kills are really good but they are pretty few and far between. I wouldn't say this movie is necessarily... It's not scary. It's not scary in 2019. But it is is—it is creepy. Um, the idea is pretty unique. You don't... Like, the very blatant satanic aspect of this film isn't done that often anymore. So I thought that was really cool. 
and the mystery is pretty cool. I mean, this is, I would say, like, I had as much fun at watching this as I did Lost Boys, which I know I sounded probably more enthusiastic about Lost Boys, but only because The Omen is such a classic. Like, you know, again, anybody that over the age of, like, 45 will tell you it's the most terrifying movie they've ever seen. <laughs> it's not scary at all, but it um, is a really good movie, I think. Yeah, I'm, like, it's been a while. I've seen The Omen a few times, but it's, it's been, a been a while since I saw it last. It's been a while. <laughs> um, Let's not make that I, a reoccurring bit. Let's not do that ever again. That's our new segment. It's been a while. When you like a film, but it's been a while since you've seen it. That's how it is with The Omen. The, but The Omen and The Exorcist are just, I watched them when I was like like 13 or 14. And I had just like been confirmed in the Catholic Church. I was like, I'm going to go to hell. Like, you know, it's. It, I don't know if I maybe just watched them at the right period of time in my life, but even now when I rewatch both those films as an adult, I still think they're scary just personally. So I wouldn't say like you didn't think it was scary, which I can totally see, but I, I do still think yeah. that they're both scary. Films. I think it's effective. And, I don't think it, I think yeah. it's effective in that, like what it does. Like I can see how that scares people. Yeah. And the very last scene of the omen is one of my favorite oh, endings to any film ev- ever. And so uh, strangely enough, the ending of Hereditary um, really reminds me of like the ending yeah. of The Omen, yeah. and that's like it's like a very, it's just such like, a strong way to end a film, and you just don't see that a lot in horror films. Like some horror films kind of peter out, or mm-hmm. they're like, okay, the bad guy's defeated, or they're like, it's been a big you know, end of mine recently. Yeah, and and like The Omen is like, you know, they're just all screaming "Hail Satan" at the end. It's like Hail it's cool Satan. and it's scary. You know, it's scary. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the Omen. I'm glad you finally watched it because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, the book it's based off of um, is apparently like very scary too. And I, I had the same thought where I was like, man, these people could have been burned at the stake in the '60s for writing this yeah. stuff. Like they're it's, very ahead of their time. It must time, have yeah. been terrifying when it came out. I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, okay. what's yeah? What's your last movie? I'm excited. Okay, I I'm like nervous because I feel like a fake horror fan. <laughs> You're a fake rapper. You're a fake horror fan. You're just fake. <laughs> I'm fucking fake. I'm like fake as shit. Like, okay, all right. Well, okay. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. No, okay. give me the clues. Don't say. No, it. I'm gonna oh, give you okay. the clue. I I was like nervous to even begin with the clues. Okay, okay. so this is an early '80s film. Mm-hmm. It has a very famous director and producer. Mm. So the director is famous. The producer is famous. They're two different people. And it is a supernatural film. Oh, um, Poltergeist. Yes, Poltergeist. Wow, you've never seen Poltergeist. <laughs> oh, my God. I I had never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I had never seen Poltergeist. Jeez, you I was hate like, Toby Hooper. I was like, Toby Hooper who? Spell your name right, bitch. <laughs> like so mean. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. R.I.P. Rest in power, oh, Toby yeah, Hooper. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, yeah, I, it just, again, like, I feel like I've said this for all of the films, but it's just like one of those <laughs> films that, like, it was like a mixture of before my time. And then by the time I became aware of it, I was more interested in watching other horror films. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like by the time I started watching horror films, I mean, probably the first like contemporaneous horror film I can remember watching. Like, I don't know. I was watching like shit, like house of the devil and like mm-hmm. found footage stuff and you know, all those kinds of films. And then by the time I started watching classics, I, I don't know. I just overlooked this film. I really have no other. I have no excuse. Look, <laughs> I'm a bad. Yeah, I'm a bad horror Just fan. admit it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I finally watched Poltergeist. I was like, okay. And I almost didn't do it just because I didn't want to announce on the show that I had never seen it because um, I sounded fake as hell. But 
I feel a little better that you chose the Omen. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're on the same tier of like famousness. Omen's but, like a tier below in terms of famousness, but not that far off. I would say. I feel like well, and also I feel like no offense, but Poltergeist probably wouldn't be as famous if it wasn't produced by Steven Spielberg. Oh, um, probably not. You yeah. know, it like. And I really like, and the weird thing is too, is like, I really like Steven Spielberg films. I've seen a lot of those, um, but I had never seen Poltergeist. So I finally put it on. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, it was scarier than I thought it was going to be. It's PG. I mean, that's shocking that it's as scary as it is PG. You know, um, it's obviously like has a lot of famous um, lines in it, like the they're here line, Mm -hmm. which I was like, you know, that that's fucking creepy as shit. I, I really liked too that like, it was just like, okay, we're going to fucking do this. This house is fucking haunted. We're yeah. going to have things flying all over the place. We're going to have all this people like with like birth fluids on them. Like, you know, it really. And then when she fell in the pool with all the skeletons, like I literally jumped. That was like really scary yeah. to me. So um, I was pretty surprised, to be honest with you, that it was as gory and as jump scary as it was. Like I was picturing it to be probably more of like, I don't know, like an ET vibe, you know, like I wasn't expect. And I mean, I've heard, I, after I watched this, I read online, like there's some controversy about like who really directed the film and who really was in charge of like the editing. Yeah. I think that's bullshit, but go ahead. Well, well, okay. And I think that's fair because I haven't seen a ton of Toby Hooper films. Um, But I will say like, I think it's a credit to Toby Hooper, like that he has like these two very different, films kind of in his wheelhouse but i mean i did see some like similarities between like texas chainsaw massacre and poltergeist in terms of like just like the focus of the film and like who are the characters that you follow and who are you supposed to sympathize with and all of that kind of stuff um but it it felt bigger to me you know like the world of it felt a lot bigger um and so i thought i thought that was really cool and i also love this is kind of just like a personal thing I just listened to the horror movie podcast episode on us and horror noir. And Joel said this in the episode that in horror noir, someone had said that poltergeist was a Indian burial ground uh, trope. And he was like, no, it was not. They were on a regular cemetery. (laughs) And I thought that was funny too, because in the film, the, uh, the developer is like, come on, it's not like we're buried on top of an Indian burial ground. (laughs) And I thought that was really funny because it's like a nod to like a horror convention without like being that horror trope. So Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like I didn't realize this aspect of the episode would be kind of weird, which is like us reviewing films that like people have seen probably a million times and be like, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, You should check it out. Well, to me, uh, Poltergeist (laughs) is a fun movie. It's more of a movie of like specific moments. Like I remember the clown scene. I remember the there here scene. I especially remember the scene where the guy rips his face off. I mean, that scene Mm. is incredible. Um, it's so me, scary. This isn't. I, I. There are other Toby Hooper movies that I like more than this one. Uh, I like obviously Texas Chainsaw, but I like I like his gritty movies. I like Eaten Alive um, a decent amount, but I do think it's pretty obvious why this one is a classic because it's like a popcorn horror movie, and there are really, if you think about it, there aren't too like you know Friday the Thirteenth is a popcorn horror movie, but it's incredibly gory and violent. Like you, an average person isn't going to sit down and watch Friday the 13th. Like this is a true popcorn horror film. I think, I think Halloween is another one um, because there's, it's really not all that violent. I think, you know, there's just a really like easy watchable um, film. And I think that's why it's so famous to me. It's not like 
pantheon great but i understand why it's considered that way and i yeah i really think i really like the film and i also will defend toby hooper to the death on this i mean it, it is like i think the only reason people say like oh was this directed by steven spielberg is because it's just a really well-made movie and they're like well how did how did toby hooper do this but like I, the, if you read the history of the film he he directed the film like there's no doubt yeah, about no that. i'm he not saying steven spielberg no, I'm not saying I don't think he directed it. I think no, no, it people have looks, said that though. No, I, I when I was ta- when I was referring to that earlier, I was gonna say I feel like it looks and just has like I don't know. It looks and feels more like a Spielberg film oh, to me, like absolutely. to me, you know. And that's not to say that Toby Hooper and and you're right. Like people think like oh Toby Hooper is like some kind of hack. Like no, he was really talented yeah, and he's capable of doing a absurd. film like Poltergeist. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I just like. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's it. Movies I missed. Three films that we had uh, not ever seen before. For me, it was five films I had never seen before because I still haven't seen Lost Boys or Candyman. Uh, I I should just say, too, um, you know, any hate mail that you want to send, we'll read it on air. If you want to email us some hate mail. Yeah, so don't even try us. (laughs) Um, I also want to hear, like, I felt like this was kind of like my guilty secret episode where I was like, oh, my God, I, I everyone's going to yell at me. But it actually felt kind of good to finally be like, no, I had never seen Poltergeist before. So if anyone oh. else has films that they're kind of embarrassed to say they've never seen or even films that they're like, I'm never going to watch this, even though I know everyone loves it. I want to hear that, too. You can email us at ahrealfilms at gmail.com or uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter because I definitely want to hear that. Yeah. Like people's guilty secrets or just i kind of like i just need like someone help me down here i feel very alone right yeah i'm i feel like everybody has like i'll accept the most uber uber horror fans like you know dr shock or something like or Bill I Shetty do not want to know what I do not want to know what Doctor Shock thinks of me right now. Doctor Shock, I know you're listening. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I want to know what Doctor Shock's most overlooked film. It's probably just like you know uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Jason X or something. Like I know I, he's I'm probably so like I've never seen Jason yeah. X. <laughs> yeah, I know he's like this is really embarrassing. I've never seen Freddy versus Jason. It's like mm, okay, uh, that's fine, um, Doctor Doctor Shock. Okay, well we have. Um, we we did this a few on a few episodes a really long time ago, and I know we both think this is really fun, which is where we just have like some questions to ask mm. each other related to the theme. Yeah, we did this on we our did, Christmas episode, I remember, and on our Halloween episode. Yeah, of on course. our Christmas episode, you made me say that I didn't like being given Bert's bees gifts, and then <laughs> Natalie gave me some Bert's bees gifts oh, that for was Christmas. That, you- <laughs> that was classic. I was like, I was like, whoop. Like, <laughs> um, anyway, so. We have some questions um, a la those episodes that we're going to run through together. Uh, just some fun discussion topics. And as you're listening to the questions, listeners, if you have an answer that you feel very strongly about, you can email us, ahhrealfilms at gmail.com. Okay. The first question, Curtis, what makes a movie a classic? So I thought about this a little bit. It's not just that a movie's good because one of my favorite films of all time is like Suspiria but a lot of people don't like that it's not like a classic it's a classic to me but it's not like in the horror canon when you talk about horror movies like to a you know your average horror fan they don't immediately think Suspiria they immediately think Halloween they think The Exorcist they think you know Scream those kinds Mm -hmm. of things so to me a classic is not it's it's 
quality mixed with like broad appeal it's like the horror canon like when you talk about horror films what are you know when you google horror films what are the things that come Mm -hmm. up on the top there it's like jaws you know you always see Mm -hmm. jaws you always see alien you always see night of the living dead so to me that is what a classic is is something it's not you know us like uber horror fans what are our favorite movies it's what like are the most broadly loved horror films so to me that's what a classic is yeah, and I think there's an element, because I totally agree with you there, um, and I also feel like there's an element of right place at the right time. Um, there's a few films, uh, I, for some reason, Jennifer's Body is coming to mind, right? Mm-hmm. Jennifer's Body is one of my favorite horror films. To me, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. I think Jennifer's Body was unfortunately ahead of its time, and I think it had an actress, Megan Fox, who was kind of controversial at that time, which is stupid. But, you know, right place, right time. I think if Jennifer's Body had come out two years ago a year ago it would have been a mm-hmm. classic like it would have had more people watching well let it. me and so let me give you kind of a counterpoint or not a counterpoint but like the opposite of that imagine if Blair Witch Project came out in 2019 yes that was, and I was a gonna perfectly say that too. timed movie yeah right and I was gonna say that too like there's some films and I feel like we even started to get into that about Poltergeist like is Poltergeist like the greatest horror film mm-hmm. not really I mean it's very good it's very good but like it was, you know, had Steven Spielberg, Toby Hooper. It was like early '80s, like big budget popcorn flick. Like widely I feel like loved, that, everybody loves yeah. it. Yeah, it's so it just there's to me a, a what we think of as classic horror films too are very much like right place at the right time. And unfortunately, I think a lot of classic horror films too have like very popular, often male directors, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there has to be some clout behind the name. I think the only film that I would say that's not true for is get out. I think, I don't know about you, but I would very much argue that get out is um, a classic and, and rightfully and like awesomely. So it's a classic from like a direction that you weren't expecting it to come from. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of what I think about that topic. Yeah. yeah. So our second question here is what movie should be a classic in your opinion? And I'm going to, I'm going to limit you to your, your number one pick. You can talk about other movies, but like what one movie, if you could make everyone watch it, would you pick? So I've kind of thought of this question in two ways. Like what would I want to be like in the horror canon, but what, and then also what will be in the horror canon. And I was trying to think of movies since either Scream or Blair Witch. Cause I think those are the last like, set in stone classic films that are in the horror canon and what i came down um, on is that the film that will be a classic absolutely is get out you just said that that is i think that probably if it's not a classic already it will be a classic a film that i wish was more widely seen and like just i w- that won't ever be a classic but that i think to me is a classic that I would maybe make the, the strongest argument for. And again, I just did since Scream and Blair Witch because, you know, I wanted to give a f- film that may have a chance, even though I know this one doesn't have a chance, but it's House of the Devil, which we talked about in a previous episode. But I think that is just like a perfect horror film in so many ways. And I wish, you know, I wish more people had seen it. I wish more people had given it a chance. Um, I won't cry over spilled milk. But um, I also, uh, I wanted to point out to um, a few other films that I think are verging on classic status and probably will be classics. The Descent is one, It Follows is one, and Hereditary. I think those will be classics. Mm-hmm. And two films that I think 
I wish were classics in the same mold as House of the Devil are the strangers in Jennifer's body. Um, but I don't. Wow. You took a lot, a lot of my films. You yeah, took a lot of my films. You know, films. I just wanted to look. I wrote all this down. I had thought about this question more so than any of the other ones. So. Um, yeah, Jennifer's Body for me. Um, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> it's just like one of those films that I just love talking about because mm-hmm. it's scary. It's funny. It has a great cast. Uh, I mean, it's it's so everything I would too. want. Yeah, it's so unique. and. I think um, one of the reasons it gets overlooked, in addition to the fact that I think it just, on, uh, you know, unfortunately came out at the wrong time, um, is that it's very pop culture focused. And uh, to me, a lot of films that are considered classics aren't, they feel timeless. And Jennifer's Body is does not feel timeless. It feels like a movie that was made in the late aughts. <laughs> um, so maybe that's, you know, kind of why I think it probably will never be a classic. But I agree with you. To me, that's like, you know, top tier, like, horror movie love it so much um my one film that i think everyone should watch especially if you're like a serious horror fan like someone who turns to horror films for the analytical side of things and not just you know for entertainment um i gotta go with the witch i know you know it is my favorite horror film so i feel like i'm kind of beating a dead horse here but i think it has all of the elements of a classic um it really reminds me of um the Wicker Man. It reminds me of not the not the, not the uh, not the Nick Cage one. Don't worry. Um, but you know, it reminds me of the Wicker Man. It reminds me of the Exorcist um, in that it has kind of like the the evil feminine in it, which is something I really love in horror films. Um, it's beautiful. It has great acting. I mean, all of the things I said in our first episode, all the things that I like mm-hmm. about the witch, to me, are what make it a classic film. And I do think you know it, it came out at, in such a time where like we were starting to realize like, holy shit, we're in a horror renaissance. And I feel like it does get overlooked uh, compared to films like It Follows uh, particularly um, and even, you know, some other um, foreign films that came out around that same time. But to me, to me, The Witch is a classic. And I think in 10 years it will, it will be held up as like one of those films that came out in the 2010s when we like horror movies really started to pop off. So, mm-hmm. um and, and, and I also, I agree with all of the films that you mentioned in terms of like films that will be classics. And I probably would even, it's very early to say that, but I think I'll probably add us to that as well. Yeah, um, in addition to get out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So our next one, and this is where we're going to, we're, we're fishing for hate mail. Yeah. What classic movie do you not like? Do not care so for? So I had a few, um, cause <laughs> I didn't know we were limited to one. I apologize. <laughs> um, but I'll go from least offensive to most offensive Um, i'm not a fan of universal monster movies or like hammer movies that you know the Mm. the, like hammer movies are the ones that had like christopher lee as dracula kind of like the 50s revival of the monster movies and then universal monster movies are the ones from like the 30s like the frankensteins the draculas the things like that i've never seen um bride of frankenstein i hear that's the best universal monster movie um, and I will say I really do like Wolfman. Um, and the one one great thing about Universal Monster movies, they're all really short. They're usually less than 80 <laughs> minutes. So <Right. laughs> um, I always give them a shot, but I'm just never into them. They're just – and it's not just because they're old because I love Nosferatu, for example, uh, Cabernet of Dr. Caligari. Both those films are awesome, um, you know, if you're into silent black and white stuff. But just, just not into those types of uh, monster movies. I um, have mentioned pre- on previous episodes that I hate Pemp Cemetery. I think that movie's dumb. I think uh, <laughs> Jed's character is like unintelligible. Everybody always praises that performance. I think 
he's completely unintelligible and uh, yeah. stupid. Uh, I also think like a lot of a lot of the people Judd. who sorry Judd yeah. I said Jed. Judd <laughs> whatever a lot of the people who praised that like his performance and his accent um, did not grow up around a bunch of northeasterners no. like we did and I'm like. That's just how people talk. Like, yeah. that's not anything special. No, it's not. It's like, he just inhabits the characters. Like, every hillbilly in Maine and New Hampshire yeah. sounds like that. But whatever. This Shout one out is, to all of our relatives. No, I'm just kidding. So this, this next one, I want to stress that I do not dislike this movie. I just think it's not scary. Um, the Exorcist, I do not find even... A, it's tiny bit scary. Um, I think God, it's that qu- annoys me so much. I I think it's a really good movie. Um, it's a little long. Uh, that's always my complaint when I go to rewatch it. I've seen it plenty of times, but I love like the esoteric aspect. I love the beginning of the film and like the weird, like otherworldly parts of the film. I just don't find it scary. The only scary part is that weird face that appears when they like are moving the camera. That kind of creeps me out a little bit. And then finally, and this one might just be a product of me only ever seeing it once when I was a teenager, and I've never gone back to see it, and I know it's a beloved classic, but Carrie, I just don't like. I thought it was so stupid when I watched it, oh my God. and I was in high school. God, I'm that's sorry. really embarrassing I really, I need to go There's back. There's a few real clunkers in there. I know. I'm going to go back and watch Carrie uh, soon, and I almost put it on my list because I was like, that shouldn't count when I watched it, but no. I just don't. I'm just gonna say it. I don't like it. I need to go back and watch it. That's fair. I mean, I wouldn't say Carrie is like the greatest, but um, especially if Stephen King films, it is one of the better of those, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy that film. Um, the Exorcist is in, in, inexcusable. I just don't um, find it scary. That's, that's all. That's my second favorite horror film of all time. I think time. it's a great film. I just do not find it scary. I, I'm sorry. I watched it. Um, we used to have a very creepy den where we grew up. It was all wood paneled mm-hmm. and it was kind of like sunken from the rest of the house. I watched it alone on TV uh, about two months before I became confirmed in the Catholic church. And for the <laughs> next few weeks after that, it's I asked my mom, guilt in this episode. I was like, I asked my mom, I was like, do you really think it's possible to become possessed? <laughs> like I really thought I was going to be possessed. So I love that film, but I, and I think it's scary. So I don't even know what to say to that, but um, so I couldn't, I'll be honest with you. I couldn't think of like one film that's a classic that I just didn't like. Like I can't really think of any horror movies that I straight up. I'm like, this movie sucks. You know, Um, I will say there is a big trend in a lot of horror movie podcasts, a lot of horror YouTube, a lot of horror blogs that I have never been a great fan of. And that is 80 slashers. Like, I've never, except, I mean, unless you count Nightmare on Elm Street, which I guess you do. I do like Nightmare on Elm Street, but all of the rest of them, I'm very, very mad on. And like, there is no, there's no situation in which I'm like, you know what I want to watch today? An 80s slasher, you know, like, Mm. like even when I first saw Halloween, I remember texting and being like, it's kind of boring. It's a 70s slasher, Taylor. Excuse you. Well, whatever. (laughs) It's like in that era of time, you know, and I just, I, it's just not my thing. Um, You're going to get some hate mail from me. And yeah. by hate mail, I mean I'm going to send some angry texts this afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah, I just it's just not my thing. Um, the other movie I – the other movie, and this is going to be very ironic because I did cover this movie on this show. And I do like this movie. But especially after we did John Carpenter films on Who Will Survive podcast, check it out. It's called Put on the Glasses. Don't say it. I'm not a big fan. Like, the thing is okay. Oh it's God. okay. 
it's okay, but I see so many people saying that The Thing is their favorite horror film. And I'm like, I mean, Kurt Russell is sexy, don't get me wrong. It is scary, you know, and it's suspenseful. But it's just not, like, I'm not, it's so far from being, like, even my favorite John Carpenter film, let alone, like. Well, folks, we had a good run on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed all the content we put out. That I was is... not that rude when you said that you didn't like The Exorcist. Oh, okay, like <laughs> I like The Exorcist. I actually do like it. I just don't yeah. find it scary. I will say of all. In the, the meantime, film, you're shitting on the thing. I'm not. Sh- <laughs> I am not shitting on the thing. I just. It's the fact that uh, so many people have said the thing is their favorite film, including your like, co-host. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, and, and I didn't say like, it's not my favorite, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I I like it. That's why I covered it in our in our episode um, on. Carpenter, uh, H.P. Lovecraft. H. Yeah, our Sorry. episode Lovecraftian horror films. That's why I covered it. I like it. I just wouldn't ever put it anywhere like near my top ten favorite horror films. That's all. Um, so you just had to go that after was very, the thing. That, okay, that was very controversial. So let's end on a good <laughs> okay, note. Okay. Uh, what are some of your favorite classic movies that, like, if you googled horror movies, it would show up on like the first page? Like, what are some of your favorite? Well, the from thing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, as I've probably mentioned uh, a few times on this podcast, one of my uh, three of my Mount Rushmore horror films are actually classics. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw, and The Shining. Um, I really uh, love Hellraiser. That's one of my 10 favorite horror movies. Love Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, probably one of my 25 favorite horror movies. And also in my top 25 is probably Dawn of the Dead. Um, which, f- for some reason, I have like completely... I haven't seen Dawn of the Dead in probably 10 years at this point. I used to watch it all the time, uh, when I, especially when I was a teenager and I was really into the blood and guts stuff. That movie, I want to go see it again because if I remember correctly, it holds up in- extraordinarily well. It's so gory and bloody. And I'd love the opportunity to talk about that on this podcast sometime in the near future. But um, yeah, those are those are probably my favorite classics, um, all-time classics. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go a um, little bit different direction. Uh, my favorite classic horror film, as I just said, is The Exorcist. Um, I just think it's really scary. It's a personal film to me. You know, I watched it at a particular time in my life where it really got me, and it still scares me to this day. Um, another film that you said you thought was a classic, too. I wasn't sure, but The Blair Witch Project. Um, think, that's one of my favorite. I think that's a yeah, classic, that's, for sure. That's one of my favorite horror films. Um, and try as you may to convince our listeners i don't like this film i also will put the shining on my list of favorite classic <laughs> horror films i don't know where you got it in your head that i don't you like, like the, the stephen shining. king's version better. no i like i like i love the shining um and then just to throw in for fun um i feel like we um don't really talk about this too much i brought it up in this episode but i really like jaws as mm-hmm. well and i find it very interesting especially being growing up in florida how that film really stoked people's fears of shark attacks because like it is so highly unlikely that you would be attacked by a shark, but like there is a fear that a lot of people have, which is like the open water. And I, and to me, that's what's more scary. Like, you know, when you're swimming in the ocean, it's like, what is my foot about to touch? You know? And um, that's a fear that I can definitely relate to. So I, I love Jaws as well. So that's a great film. Jaws is great. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I mean, that's why they're classics. Most classics are yeah. pretty great, but um, yeah. except for the thing, <laughs> according to Taylor. Oh my god! <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. This is like not a good episode for me. I'm like embarrassing myself. Yeah, we'll just delete um, all this. We'll just redo yeah. it. Yeah, let's just start over. Um, okay. Well, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Movies I missed. I, I don't know if it would be possible to do another episode exactly like this again. Because I mean, you and I have seen 
a lot of horror films. I, th- I, really I think we would have to dig. Left. Yeah. yeah. But what we might do, uh, maybe what we might do is uh, movies I missed, uh, foreign language edition. So maybe like movies that are really popular in other countries or that we haven't seen. Or movies I haven't seen, seen that... in a while, like because Dawn of the yeah. Dead and Carrie I haven't seen since I was a teenager. So. True. Yeah. And I mean, I could honestly like The Omen would fall into that for me. I haven't seen that in like years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like it. But then I don't remember what it's about. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so that might be, yeah, that might be cool. So um, I would love to hear people's answers to the questions that we had at the end here, um, as well as movies you've missed. Or if you honestly just want to yell at me about Poltergeist and the thing, I'll accept it because I'm honestly desperate for you guys to email us, ahhrealfilms at gmail.com. Um, desperate. So I'll accept that as well. I'm desperate. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's move into our last segment. Uh, Curtis, what have, you, what have you been watching lately? Well, I'll keep it brief because I know we're going a little bit long, but um, I have kind of gone a little crazy this week i watched 12 films in the past week um including last night that's sad godzilla's king of monsters but also the films that i mentioned but i will just um i'll just point out the um highlights obviously i already talked about Candyman. i watched a japanese film called noroi the curse which is also a found footage film it's a j-horror from about 2005 it's free on shutter um it scared the shit out of me um i won't even try to go into the plot because it involves a lot of kind of cultural Japanese stuff that I'm you know not equipped to really talk about but it's, it was cool though it was cool uh no but it's like it's a guy basically investigating paranormal activity investigating a curse and the film goes in directions that you would not expect um and it's totally bonkers um I got this me and it's been on uh, Taylor and I's radar for a little bit, but I was pushed to watch it by the horrible podcast who mention it all the time as being their favorite J horror. I was like, Oh, I should check it out for sure. And I did. And it was incredible. Um, I watched the canal, um, which is an Irish paranormal horror film about a, this family the the main character is the male and he finds out his wife is uh, cheating on him. And as he's walking home, uh, like he he considers killing her when he when he finds her cheating on him, but he decides not to. And as he's walking home, he sees his wife attacked by something, and this you know obviously the police suspect him, and kind of that's where the film goes from there. It is it this is another film where um it kind of goes in directions that you would not expect. It's kind of you were vacillating between thinking did he do it, did he not do it, but then again there's a paranormal and satanic aspect to it. I really just loved that film. That sounds really good. You had texted yeah. me about that. That sounds right up my alley. Also, I've been really into Irish horror films in the last yep. year or so, so I would like to check Ireland, that out. Ireland sure. has been killing it the past few years, and this is one's free on Amazon Prime, so check it out if you have that streaming service. And then um, finally, uh, the the movie in movies and theaters I saw, um, well, horror films is limited to Godzilla, King of Monsters, and um, I saw that last night. It wasn't... Uh, super into it. it wasn't really a horror film either it's just kind of a big monster film but since we talked about monsters i wanted to mention it but um for the 15 or 20 minutes out of the two hour runtime that monsters are actually fighting it's pretty good for all the other time it's not very good it's a lot of <laughs> millie bobby brown screaming um 
but uh, she's so hot right now. Yeah, though. she's she's very in, and she's a great act. I mean, she's a great actor. I mean, yeah, no she is. She's a that. really great um, actor. But yeah. the film is is whatever. I I didn't walk out of it or anything. Um, so <laughs> that's so dramatic. I love when you announce that you walk out of. Here's films. the thing: is that I finish my beer and I. Left. If I don't like a film and I'm there by myself, I'm just gonna walk out. Why would I waste my time? Yeah. I can just go home and watch yeah. some like a million things that are on my backlog. I'm with you. Um, but yeah. finally, um, so those are kind of like the highlights. I also watched another film for free on Shutter called uh, The Killers, which is an Indonesian, uh, Japanese, uh, like kind of crossover thriller uh, that if you're into films like I Saw the Devil, the Korean film, very like intense or even old boy, like it's just a very intense thriller Mm. that's bordering on horror. I would highly suggest it. Um, But I'm very into I Saw the Devil and the lead actor in I Saw the Devil, who quite possibly is the best looking person in the world. <laughs> well, that's a little disturbing considering the contents of that film, but I'll, uh, I'll just... He's very good looking. What can I say? <laughs> but um, finally, um, Taylor's been talking a lot about Dead Meat, the podcast on this, uh, on this, uh, on our podcast, but I just want to <laughs> say I've been watching, uh, I, I delved into their uh, YouTube because I'd heard a lot about their Kill Count series where they basically go through a movie and tally up the kills in the movie. And... I love it because anybody out there that wanted to watch a film like for me, like I love the sweep sleepaway camp movie and I wanted to watch sleepaway camp too. But like, I have so many films I need to watch. Do I really want to watch sleepaway camp too? Well, in the alternative, I can watch dead meets kill count of sleepaway camp Two, which is a 20 minute version of that film basically. And it shows you all the good stuff. So yeah, if you're into, cool. they cover every single sequel of every single series you can imagine. So if you want to watch, Friday the 13th part five or if you want to watch Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 like just go to Kill Count like you know if you're worried that you'll think these movies suck just go to Kill Count and watch a 20 minute version of it yeah that's actually a really good point because as I was reflecting on this episode the movies I missed episode I was like I am never ever like going to watch all the films I want to watch and yeah, like, I think that's, like, a really good point, because, like, do I want to watch Sleepaway Camp 2? Mm-hmm. I mean, not really, but, like, <laughs> I also don't want to be, you know, I also want to be, like, informed about all of these horror films. So I think that's great. I'm going to start doing Over that, Over the honestly. past week, so I um, recently purchased Texas Chainsaw, so I never watched any of the Texas Chainsaw sequels except for the remake, which I'm a decently big fan of the Texas Chainsaw remake done by the incomparable Michael Bay, but... I was like, I'm going to watch Texas Chainsaw 2. Um, I've been putting it out for a while, but I was like, you know, I want to. I don't want to watch the rest of these films. I don't want to watch 3, Next Generation, uh, New Beginning, 3D, and Leatherface. So I watched all those on Kill Count, and they're all bad. But, you know, I got it presented to me in an inter- entertaining way where I don't have to sit mm-hmm. through an hour and a half long version yeah. of it. And James on Dead Meat, because I know that that's primarily yes, his wheelhouse. Yeah, He's like one of the best like male horror film fans that I've encountered. Like he's so nice yes. seeming, you know, and he's like a very like actually funny person. Like, you know, yeah, how, he's really, yeah. Witty. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to check that out and I'm glad that you dived oh, into that it. for yeah. us. I love it. Um, okay. So I have a few things I want to discuss as well. Um, I've continued my into the dark Hulu series coverage. Oh, thank um, you. Sweet, sweet 10. Yes. Sweet, sweet 10. Um, I don't know why I like, None of them have been, like, that great yet. Um, So part of me was like, I'm going to just stop doing this. But then I had to, you know, I had to do it for the listeners, obviously. But but this month's, (laughs) they're like, what's happening with Into the Dark, the Hulu miniseries? Um, (laughs) 
But this this month's episode was very good. It was uh, June, so it was Father's Day, and it was called They Come Knocking, and it was probably the best one that has been on so far. Um, it's about a dad and his two daughters. He has a Taylor and a Natalie, as I like to say. Mm. So it's like a he has like a 17-year-old and then like a 12-year-old, so they're you know kind of like me and my sister growing up similar age difference and similar uh personalities i would say um that's rough in in in, that's a compliment to natalie and not a compliment to me (laughs) um and so they they recently lost their mother and so they are going on a camping trip to spread her ashes where she and the father first met and um there's a supernatural element to it where you know i won't give away too much because i actually do think people should check it out it was really good it was super sad um it, it was kind of those I've been seeing this a lot in horror films recently, horror films that tackle grief and the and the manifestation of grief. And I actually think this was a really good one. It did drag in parts. And, you know, I've seen other people say this online. So this isn't my original thought. But like, honestly, this would have been better. The whole series would have been better as kind of like a Black Mirror esque. Yeah. Yeah. series where it, you know they're hour-long episodes instead of an hour and a half but i think of all of the films so far it has dragged the least and um it was about an hour and a half and there was probably only like 15 or so minutes where i was kind of bored so um Maybe, that i actually would probably do be the one i check out then yeah i i think i think of all of the ones i've seen so far this is the one i would suggest the most it had really good acting it had very believable family dynamics and it was it was sad and it was touching and it was scary as well so it had kind of had it had all of the things so nice. um i really enjoyed that the next thing i want to discuss is i checked out the first episode of the new season of black mirror oh i still haven't checked that out yet <sighs> I'm a big, big Black Mirror fan. I but I had low expectations going in because I I had read online that like ever since Black Mirror was bought by Netflix, a lot of people think the quality of the episodes have gone down. Um, but a lot of people who said that said that about last season too, and I actually really liked last season. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll like it. I thought the first episode was really strong. Unlike other Black Mirror episodes, it wasn't super dark in nature. It was a pretty optimistic. Um, episode Hmm. and it has um, a very strong LGBTQ element um, so kind of in the theme of Pride Month um, I think it was a really strong episode in that regard so I really liked it and it is called Striking Vipers so that's the first episode Um, this season only has three episodes which really sucks so um, I'm savoring them I don't don't understand but yeah so Mm. sweet sweet beer (sighs) I took a I took a delicious sip of my wine. Oh, wine! That's um, right. Yeah. So the sorry, I have two more quick things. Sure. Uh, the next thing is that I started a book called Human Acts, and it's by Han Kang. Um, she's a South Korean author, and I don't think this book is going to be sci-fi horror. But she has another book. It kind of jogged my memory. She has another book called The Vegetarian. Um, I don't know if you had heard of no. that. Um, but it's kind of sci-fi horror in nature. It's about a woman who is a vegetarian. And then like one day she, she has like this overwhelming crave craving for meat and she starts eating meat and like she starts. I will say that's how I I get an overwhelming craving for Buffalo wings. Like once a month, you know, I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the other way around. I don't know. I've had too much wine. She, she used to eat meat and then all of a sudden she becomes a vegetarian. And then like everyone is like everyone is like there's something wrong with her she like refuses to eat meat she starts to like waste away and you're like what's wrong with her like does she have an eating disorder like well or my whatever. point it's still very stands freaky. about buffalo wings I'm, okay yeah it's, it still stands about buffalo wings okay <laughs> so the last thing i want to say and i want the listeners to know that i'm a very good sister i'm very supportive 
of my siblings and they're I'm very supportive of my siblings and what they like, what they don't like. I'm always here for them. You know, I like if you call me, I pick up. Like, you know, I'm that kind of person. Like, hey, so God, get off your so, soapbox, please. <laughs> I want everyone to remember that. Um, so Curtis, what was your favorite horror movie of last year? Hereditary. And what did I think of Hereditary initially? And you were like, didn't think it was that good. Yeah, and so I was like, you know what? That's not fair. I'm going to check it out again. So I watched it again last night. I went into it with an open mind. And I think where I land now is that it just isn't like the film for me. Like it it just doesn't, I like, I don't get it or it doesn't reach me. But I was able to like appreciate more about it the second time around because I knew it was coming. So it wasn't like I thought something was going to happen and then it didn't happen and I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to like appreciate other aspects of it. But honestly, it's just so long to well, me. Like it, it, it's that's true. It it like it kind of drags in parts. Like there's some parts of it that I feel like don't serve the overall message. But what I did like this time around that I didn't the first time was the um was the Paymon like storyline. Yeah. I, I I thought that that got me a little bit more this time. And I thought Alex Wolf's character like. I saw his role in the overall story a lot better the second mm-hmm. time around. So I, I was able to appreciate those. Whereas the first time around, I was like, I don't get it. What's going well, on? To so. me, to me, hereditary is perhaps the most like traumatic movie I've ever seen in my entire life where I watched it and I felt like something bad had happened to me or like, mm. you know, I had to like a life experience where I was just like, like akin to like getting in a car crash myself. And I feel like for as broadly popular and i don't even know how popular is the right word but as broadly well loved at i don't even know if well loved is the right word but you know (laughs) you know what i mean like a lot of people thought it was a strong film i think it's a deeply like personal film i think like yeah certain people can watch it and it doesn't hit them in that way and if it doesn't hit you in that way you're not gonna it's not like you know it doesn't have like the elements that a lot of horror films have that are designed to scare a broad amount of people. Like if you're not like upset by like what, you know, Tony Collette's character goes through or what Alex Wolf's character goes through, then you probably won't find this film very affecting because it's not like, it doesn't have like the traditional scares in abundance. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. Cause I think that like, while I think Tony Collette did a good job, and is a great actor, and I don't think anyone can argue that. I, I, I think I realized the second time around that I just wasn't really drawn in by her story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I got stuck on the film. But I know it's old news, um, but <laughs> if for whatever reason no one has we'll seen cut Hereditary. This. this is old news, okay? We don't no, need I mean, this. I, I guess I'll say, for anyone who like, hasn't seen Hereditary, because we haven't really covered it on the show except for in our top ten episode, because we started the podcast after it came out. Um, definitely go watch it because it's one of those films where it's like you, you have to watch it. It's it's a class. I mean, it'll be a classic. Oh, I'm sure. So, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So definitely check it out, and it'll be um right up there with the thing for me in terms of like you know I just just didn't. I Taylor, don't get you don't it want to bring that up again, okay? And um, <laughs> um, for those who don't know, actually, um, Ari Aster's second film is coming out a mere oh year God. after Hereditary came well, out. Midsummer's coming out next month or even. This, yeah, July. I think right? it's coming out in midsummer. So yeah, yeah it's there coming you out go. In July. So. Yeah, uh, and that's another. I will mention that's another reason why I wanted to watch Hereditary because I didn't want to have a bad attitude coming going into <laughs> midsummer. God, um, yeah. and yeah, so I'm so I'm glad I rewatched it because I I definitely have more of an appreciation um for his storytelling technique and I'm excited to see midsummer. I 
it's no um, news to anybody who's been listening to the podcast that I love The Wicker Man, and it looks like mm-hmm. a Wicker Man esque um, film. Taylor oh, sorry, likes The Wicker Man me. remake. I'm a fan of the original yes. Wicker Man. I like both of them, but I'm just not a remake hater. That's all. I like <laughs> I'm not both. A hater. Of them. I just think like it's like <laughs> night and day. Oh, sorry. God, again, this has been a really busy week for mm-hmm. us, but I also wanted to plug the Doctor Sleep. Uh, trailer oh, yeah, that, that just came out yesterday me. for us yeah it just came out yesterday um so yesterday would have been june 14th and i don't know what did you th- like what did you think I, I mean you're a big fan of the shining i'm, a, your I'm favorite wearing the, my shining t-shirt yeah. right now but um i mean i'm super excited i was really happy to see that there really wasn't any spoilers in the trailer i've never read the book so i have no idea what it's going to be about um i all i know that it's it's like centers on danny from the shining as a grown-up and um, I guess, oh, excuse me, the beer is um, yeah. causing me to burp. We've had a lot to drink. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm very happy. I think Mike Flanagan might be kind of the perfect director to handle this type, what I think Agreed. this type of story is going to be based on um, what we saw with um, House on Haunted Hill, but also what we saw with Hush. If, if it's going to be a yeah. similar type of story as The Shining, like that's like, the Shining is almost like a combination of House on Haunted Hill and Hush, a little mi- minus mm-hmm. you know the 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 main like any of the protagonists being deaf, obviously. But um, yeah, but it, it mixes it mixes the supernatural with the mundane, exactly. and I think that those are kind of like the two ends of the spectrum. Um, and yeah, I'm excited as a fan of the film Doctor Sleep. I was very exciting, excited. Yes, as a fan of the book, Excuse Dr. Us. Sleep. Folks, we've drank a I, lot during this uh, podcast. Excuse us. I'm trying to get a clean cut. <laughs> God, okay. As I said, as a fan of the book, Dr. Sleep, I'm going to cut all that. Um, <laughs> I, I was really excited about this trailer because it seems like it's going to be both true to the book that, you know, obviously Stephen King wrote mm-hmm. and true to Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining, which we know Stephen King doesn't which like. Is, so I'm yeah. interested to see how he walks that line. I also just like quick plug um, for uh, a girl with all the gifts esque casting of like the little girl um, in the book. Her race wasn't specified and she was cast as a little black girl, which is like exciting. Mm-hmm. Same as with the girl with all the gifts. A big fan of that. And I can't wait to see it. I'm very excited. Um, I think it'll I be a really great see film. It's coming and out this year too. I was very yeah. pleased to see that. Who knows? It could it could it could break into the top ten for us. Yeah, we'll you know, who see. knows? I'm very excited. I'm hopeful. Um all right, well that is it. I feel like this has been a very busy episode. Yeah. Um just again qu- to quickly wrap it up, uh please enter our giveaway for Pulse or Cairo, which is a uh two thousand and one Japanese film that we covered in our J Horror episode. You can like and retweet our post about the giveaway on Twitter, A-H-H-R-E-E-L Films, or you can like and comment about the post. Uh, you can like or comment on the post about the giveaway on Instagram, A-H-H-R-E-A-L Films on Instagram. You can also, as a separate, you will be entered again, leave us a review on the podcast app. Um, and if you've already left us a review on the podcast app, please send us an email at ahhrealfilms at gmail.com and just be like, hey, this was this was my post. I already left it. So um, and then we will pick someone's uh, name out of a hat. Taylor on says our episode. out of a hat, but there are like websites that kind of can randomize 
for no, us. No, I'm going to write them all out, and then I'm oh, going to put them in God, a hat. That's and pick very labor-intensive, but okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so on our episode, which will drop on the 17th, we will announce the winner. So be sure you listen to that episode to see if you are the winner of Pulse DVD. It will be extremely exciting. That's a great film if you haven't seen it already. And if you have seen it and want to own it, it'll be a really great Arrow release. And also, to follow up, please listen to our interview with Tim O'Leary, who is... Uh, heading up the web series Demon Hunter without an E. Um, and so please go listen to our interview with him and uh, give us your feedback. You can also find um, him at all of the links that we're going to put in the show notes. And just a follow up, you know, you want to enter the giveaway or you want to be a good friend, please leave us a review mm-hmm. on the podcast app. Um, three people have left us reviews since the last episode. I feel extremely famous. Yeah, um, yeah. I just wanna, Which we, we I are read... extremely famous, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're blowing yeah, up. I mean, <laughs> hello. Can't be denied. Um, I just want to read one of the reviews um, that I really liked. It says, the hosts really make this show. Being siblings, they play off of each other well and rarely seem to stumble or talk over each other. I don't know about yeah, that. That's Taylor very talks nice, over but... me all the time, but it's okay. You talk over <laughs> me all the time. Okay. Uh, the discussions are insightful and rarely dry or pompous. I guess sometimes they are dry or pompous. That's okay. Um, and it says a must listen for horror fans. That's really nice. Who, we appreciate hearing that. Who was that that said that? that? Can you – because I think I know who that Let's was. See. Limbo Pump. Okay, I think that's Jordan uh, Jordan Thornton okay. who lives uh, – who – well, I won't say where he lives, but I th- thank you. But I appreciate you. <laughs> His address is uh, – <laughs> I appreciate you saying that about us, and it's uh, – you know, I'm really glad that you got – that you listen, and uh, thank you so much for that nice review. Yeah, Um. and – as you, not only does your review make us feel really good um, and stroke our egos a little bit, but it does help us get bumped up in the podcast app and help more people find our show. Mm-hmm. We are doing a lot of exciting things over here at All Real Films. We have some sweet, sweet tent planned <laughs> for you guys in the future. Um, so if you want to help us continue to grow, leaving us a review, not only, again, we'll get you entered in the giveaway, but um, uh, really helps us out. So mm-hmm. thank you so much to everyone who has reviewed so far and who has rated us or shared our podcast. It really means a lot to us. And thanks for listening to this very long and rambling episode. Actually, I just looked at the time. It's only like an hour and a half. It's not too, too long. It feels long because I feel like we covered a lot of like different... Yeah. Usually we just have a topic and we talk about that and then talk about the movies and then we're well, done. I... But this episode, we had a lot of stuff exactly. to cover. Well, I'm perfect. Uh, profusely sweating right now but that has yeah, i think that's well. a that also has to do with how hot it is and the drinks but also just how much i'm talking yeah. so yeah, i know my head feels very swollen <laughs> anyway um yeah as again please follow us on instagram and twitter you can email us and please rate review and subscribe and we will uh, see you next time folks. thanks folks bye-bye Zam. Walking in Memphis. <laughs> Walking with my feet up on the ground. What is that song even about? I have no clue. I don't know any other of the other words either. I just know walking in Memphis, walking with my feet above the ground. I'm walking um, in Memphis. I just like singing it. That's <laughs> so bad. Okay.